I feel bad for newspapers. I love newspapers. Newspapers are very important. They're doing journalism nobody else is doing. But some of it you just got to give up on. The poor San Francisco Chronicle with their sports section today. Finals birth at stake in Houston. Who is that possibly for? Last night's game that the Warriors won and they're in the finals now. And everybody knew that. If you like have before little kids went to bed last if night. If you have the slightest interest in it, yeah. you, you know that. Yeah. Who is that for? Well, right, that's the question. To, who is that for? Who would ex- read that? I expect to make any money with that. Uh, turns out the Warriors uh, could win last night and get into the finals. <laughs> I suppose I'll read the paper tomorrow to find out what happened yesterday. Almost exactly 12 hours ago, which, you know, in modern social media time is yeah. a long time. Well, they just don't have the budget anymore. They don't have the people to stay up. A deadline is like 5.30 at night, I guess, or okay, something. Okay, well, then concede that story that you just right. don't have it and do something different. But you can't right. go with that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's um, just pathetic. Got some NYPD cops that uh, posed with strippers. These are women cops posing with male strippers. And here they are in this picture. As you can see, they're, they're pointing at his junk and smiling. Oh, and, it is genitals. Oh, Lord. Know, I know they're being disciplined or something. I don't know if All you're right. disciplined, but what, what, what do you think's the upside of a picture Somebody taking a picture of you pointing at a stripper's junk as a cop. Uh, how do you think that's possibly... No Is there a downside, though? Am I supposed to be outraged about this? I'm or? not outraged. Just Okay. I'm outraged at your outrage. Can you outraged. see my privates? Can you, can you? Can you see my privates? Can you, can you? That's from Jack Strippendale's. Chippendale's dancer, don't you know? Uh, yeah, that's Yeah, that's probably a poor idea, but... So my youngest has a number of problems, as I've mentioned some on the show. And I never can decide how much I want to talk about it for a variety of reasons. Um, it was interesting. We met a, uh, we're trying to hire a babysitter because uh, most babysitters we've tried to hire have either quit after a couple of days or were told us they didn't want the job upon meeting our children oh boy because it's 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 definitely a challenge i mean it's a hell of a challenge uh with these various things he's got and um but we we interviewed this girl and got to talking and found out she has the exact same stuff my son has oh my which was like oh like the greatest thing that ever happened to us we're talking to somebody who's lived this and you're 19 Oh my God! We want to hear about this, and and obviously functioning and there at your place to various extents, and yeah. you know, I, I she didn't sign up to be on the radio, so I'll right, and uh, I I ended up meeting her mom yesterday for coffee because I wanted to know more. With uh, the headline, which was no surprise to me, that our life was a living hell for twenty years. <laughs> so well, you know. And, uh, I don't know if I came away more optimistic for that, but here's things we did and all this the homeschooling, the tips on homeschooling and all these different things that mm-hmm. we're going to probably be dealing with. But anyway, the most amazing thing that I've gotten out of being a parent in terms of understanding the world is how much of the stuff we're just born with. And I don't understand why it's not talked about more or researchers don't seem to be more aware of it or what. It, it, there, there's way, I think, way too much assigned in just in culture to we, we cho- choose to be this various things mm-hmm. and my kids uh, so much of it is just the way you're born and a lot a lot of the stuff that's good and a lot of the stuff that's bad 
I think it's an absolutely perfect example of academia uh, falling for ideas that nobody outside of academia would be dumb enough to fall for because they're so smart. Um, the idea, because I remember going through various college psychology classes and learning about the different movements in, in the world of psych about, no, it's all nurture. Nature versus nurture has been a battle forever. It's all nurture. There's no very little nature in it. Then you got people claiming it's almost all nature. And then, But anybody who's raised a couple of kids and like been friends with other people raising a couple of kids, I got a pretty damn good idea how much is nature and how much is nurture. Well, my, my meter for how much is which went from here way over to here on the nature thing because so much of it is what you are. But listen to this. Some of the stuff that my son has. I thought this was interesting. I was going through this, uh, reading about it. Since you've known me over half my life, mm-hmm. see if any of these things sound familiar to you as applied to me. Let me come to terms for that half your life thing. <laughs> okay, good. Let's go. <laughs> I just thought that was interesting. Um, that I've got some of the son, some of the stuff that my son has, just not to a degree that it like keeps me from functioning yeah which is the story of me and my kids too um bothered by certain sounds drive them crazy often things at the dinner table whatever we've discussed this one but like i'd always just thought that i'm too picky or other people are too picky my son he just freaks the f out over various Mm. sounds i've got sounds that i just i gotta kill you or leave the room those are my two options Mm. Mm. um (laughs) just some people have that uh, a touch situation where they can't tolerate being barefoot. I'm never barefoot. You've uh, uh, railed against barefootedness. Yeah, and I'm not it's your barefoot. Jihad. I put on socks by my bedside, take them off at night by my bedside. I'm almost never barefoot. Wow. Wow, oh, a never bear. Yeah. <laughs> wow, okay. Um, and then there was another one. Oh, can't stand being hugged. Ah. The personal space the size the, of Idaho. Yeah, giant personal space can't yeah. stand being hugged. These things that I've always thought, you know, was it because I was raised this way or one time this happened or whatever? No! Or or you seek moral, like, a moral stance to fit it. And I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. If I mean, if if I hate something, I will build, a, a, like, a, um, a, a narrative on why that's the right opinion. As opposed to just as a personal preference. Based on God knows what neurology. I think we all do that. Our strengths are a matter of character. And our weaknesses are genetic. (laughs) Well, I've always thought a variety of my weaknesses were some sort of, you know, something went wrong in my upbringing or this happened to me or whatever. No, it's just I was just born that way. I don't like being hugged. Neither does my son doesn't like people drive him crazy Mm. or people come into our house. He just can't stand people coming to our house. I've always been that way. Mm. I don't want anybody coming to my house. He can't tolerate it at all. Wow. It's just. Some people are built different the way you're built. And then yeah. you've got to figure out. God, you know, I've got that bad. Oh, you've got to my. figure out how to manage it or whatever. But it's not because you're to this or to that. Well, you might be to this or to that, but it's not a choice. It's not right. It's not a it's, it's not a hang up. It's not a neurosis. It's not a, it. It's just a that's the way your brain is wired, I which think is it's so helpful. damn interesting. It's helpful to understand that. Oh, yeah. Because then you realize, okay, all right, no, there's nothing. I mean, for instance, and this is, it's it's embarrassing, but we're sharing here. Um, I would wake up from my nap in the afternoon and hear voices out in, like, the, the kitchen family room area and realize one of you're, my your kids. Your wife's boyfriends are scrambling out the window. Right, a lot of grunting and that sort of <laughs> oh, thing. Oh, jeez. No. <laughs> 
Um, no, I would hear voices and realize my kids had friends over. Mm-hmm. And these are, you know, youth. <laughs> In my home, they're all nice kids. And I don't mean not delinquents. They're really nice people. <laughs> not delinquents. <laughs> but I would think, oh, God, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, God. Maybe I can sneak out of the bedroom and go downstairs. Well, no, i got to get something out of the kitchen. Oh, God, they're in the kitchen. Oh, no, they're in the kitchen. And it was bizarre. It's, it's inexplicable. There is no reasonable explanation for it. I've never, like, walked into the kitchen after a nap and been attacked by strangers <laughs> or anything like that. Right. You know, it's not like a fear of dogs or something. Um, and, yeah, I, obviously I have something in common with, uh, with your son and you and the rest of them. The rest of us. Yeah, and then everything... Just the chemistry in the house is like it's a magnetic field has changed. (laughs) God, why are these people here? Over there, it's fine. I'll deal with those people over there, just not here. And all of these things are all on a, uh, you know, they talk about the autism spectrum. All these things are on a spectrum. All of these things. You have a little, you have it a little, or you have it to a level where you can't function. And you could be anywhere in between, and you don't get a choice. You're just that way. And it, I, just, I don't know. I just find it interesting. I find it liberating on many levels. The, the you know, you have this. It doesn't mean you're not as it doesn't say anything in the descriptions that you're not as loving as other people. You're just wired that being touched drives you crazy. Right. Right. It's got to be That's, on your terms. Yeah. It's, yeah. V- it's very interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where they're going to get what's. Oh, and then I was texting with a friend of mine. Oh, so. So we, we interviewed, I don't know how many people, uh, one, one uh, person had an autistic sister, one person's they have the problems, another one, their brother's got social anxiety to the point they can't leave the house, that sort of stuff. What is going on? Yeah. Why is there so much of this happening? Yeah. It didn't used to. Is anybody taking a look at that? I mean, I know some people are, but how come it's not like a national emergency? That so much of this is happening. I know a lot of you autism parents have been screaming this for years. Hello! This didn't used to happen, and now it's happening all the time right. and growing. How right. come we aren't trying to figure this out? And, and I realized that generations ago, there were always the couple of weirdos or whatever in the school, as they were known. And, then, uh-huh. you know, they were shunned and treated as weirdos or whatever. And and I hope they somehow found lives that made them happy. But there, I don't think there's any question that it's a hell of a lot more oh, now. No, no, no question whatsoever. You know what? Here's here's a great time for school teachers to weigh in. Who, you know, and and my sister's a school teacher. She teaches little kids, um, and has for her whole career. Um, and they're a great resource for macro child trends and tendencies and the rest of it. So teachers, you can email us mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com or. You're probably in the classroom right now, or 415-295-KFTC. There's no doubt, is there, that this sort of disorder is on the rise, teachers? And then we got to figure out, is it plastics? Is it cell phones? Is it, you know, hormones in the food? Whatever the hell it is. Yeah. There's something going on. Yeah. Do you call that environmental causes? I guess you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. Some of you think it's vaccines. Some of you think it's gluten. Yeah, I know. Go ahead. Write your emails. We've seen them before. That's fine. But Well, it's something. Well, yeah, it is. What I fear, and you know, I make this point a lot about politics and, and, and school shooters or whatever, it could well be three things that are interrelated. Wow. You know, thing one gives you a hypersensitivity to thing two, and if you then run into thing three, boom. Wouldn't that be something if, just to use examples, 
uh, if cell phone towers worked together with the the amount of plastics were around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm and driving. They came at. together and oh. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like a three-step cleaning process for, you know, whatever. You've got to use that chemical to get it ready to do this. And finally, you can... Maybe it's that, but in a terrible, terrible way to our our kids' brains. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. I sure as hell hope they can figure out. Yeah, because the direction it's going is not good. You know, I think, well, we're out of time. But there are aspects of being a very comfortable, affluent society... In some of the stuff, you know, if you're plowing a field all day till you fall into bed exhausted. Yep. That'll lower your anxiety. Right. It does. And it's the expenditure of the energy and, and being very tired are, are brain chemicals. And they push sure. aside the, I'm afraid the guy plowing the field four miles away doesn't like me. It just doesn't matter. <laughs> That's a funny example. Well, we should be studying that, too. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Is that right? I think I gave the wrong number. That right, sounds right. 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Behavioral studies aside, says this texture, if you show bare feet anywhere except the shower beach, you are not a gentleman. (laughs) There's something to be said for that. (laughs) The foot is not attractive. Okay, we got a bunch of these texts, and then Joe's got something, and then I got to get to the exploding controversy around Roseanne Barr that has happened this morning. Oh, am I supposed to be angry about a t shirt, too? Uh, yeah, this Roseanne Barr one's better. Okay. This, this is going to... People will forget about the Old Navy t-shirt now that Roseanne Barr's tweet is... You already forgot that it wasn't Old Navy. It was J. Crew. Yeah, they're the same. <laughs> same thing. Um, I have limited outrage to spend. Get your controversies in order, please. They're the same company, aren't they? J. Crew, Gap, and Old Navy? Are they? Old Navy's... The, they're not? That's Gap? Banana Republic. That's what I'm thinking of. Banana Republic, Gap, and Old Navy are the same company. Different tiers. Expensive, great, middle... And what was Conan's joke for people who like khakis but think that they last too long? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anyway, J. Crew, hey, I'm getting distracted. Yeah. What, we what? got a whole bunch of texts saying this, and I just bring this up because we got a lot of them. This always comes up. I'm not an expert. I don't claim to be an expert. I don't plan on being an expert. I will tell you that I once said in a, in a at a table full of people who research this stuff for a living, I said... Isn't it just where we diagnose autism more now and not that it's on the rise? And they practically attacked me with knives and forks on how wrong that is. Okay. These researchers. Okay. I'm not saying I know. I'm just saying that's what people who study it for a living, how they reacted. Okay. Okay. I believe them. I think they're right. I think they're right, too. If I'm, like, making my living off of a grant, and that's the premise. Yeah. But I happen to think they're right. right. Uh, we got a number of emails on the topic. Um, my kid's not autistic, so I'm not making that argument for that reason. Yeah. Um, many papers on this. Uh, having kids later in life seems to be a big factor. Yeah, uh, could be. Um, every, you know, that's that the, the average age is, keeps going up and up and up. 
Here from the WAPO, the link between autism and older parents is clear, but the why is not. Um, you know, that's, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's, uh, but that's not an exclusive, um, you know, explanation. You know, Judy and I were in our 20s when Caitlin was born, uh, for goodness sakes. Good, good child-making years. Um, anyway, it could be a factor. And and again, you know, there could be, there are a lot of things that cause cancer. Perhaps, well, Californians certainly are aware of that, because everything causes cancer in California. There could be three distinct causes of autism that have nothing to do with each other. Or it could be three interrelated things, like I said, or God knows, I don't, I don't know. And then how much of, like, anxiety stuff is uh, is cultural, you know, is just the, the way we live now? I don't know. Right. I don't have any idea. Right. We talked for a long time, many times, about uh, the great piece by uh, Greg uh, L- Lukinoff. God, I'm getting old. What's his name? Uh, founded Depends Fire. on who it is. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and uh, Jonathan Haidt about how we're teaching mental illness to our college kids by convincing them that every slight, real, and imagined should be dealt with as if it's a catastrophe. We're teaching our kids to be mentally ill. So, you know, that might be part of it, too. Um, I don't know, but I have... Well, my six-year-old didn't have any of that in his household leaving up till now. Well, right, right. And I have two absolutely charming, confident, talented kids who have anxiety problems. And I don't know why. You know, we had a loving, fun household, and so which claim. very few rules. Uh, do your own thing and then the rest of it. But enough rules that they felt safe. And it, but, yeah. I have no idea. I don't even know. I, I clearly know. have no idea. Nope. Um, so I got to get to the Roseanne Barr tra- uh, controversy. Yes, no time for controversial T-shirts. We have a uh, Zoftig veteran comedian who's ruffled our feathers. Do you have the actual tweet? I want to make sure I'm not reading anything. Uh, yeah, I, I, okay, actual... I don't want to be taking it out of context in any way. So Roseanne tweeted this today. She has since taken it down, I guess. Uh, yeah. Apologize yeah. for it, but here's the tweet. So uh, this was uh, through a a kind of Twitter rant that she was going on this morning. Uh, she made a specific comment about ex Obama aide Valerie Jarrett uh, was like a Muslim president. Br- president Obama's closest confidant for years and years, according and years. to everybody. Valerie yes. Jarrett yeah. was a uh, Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a child. End quote. Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes. Yeah, that's uh, it's not helpful, Roseanne. No, that is how do you, how do you interpret that? I mean, is that just a plain old, this is the 50s in the South sort of joke? I, I'm i trying to find another explanation right, me for too, it. and I'm not coming up with one. They rode around on horses and beat people for talking? No. I don't think so. We'll get into some of the reaction of that coming up. but uh, I'm guessing it was negative. I predict by the end of the day, going after advertisers on her show Uh-oh. and ABC yeah. having to stand up for it. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, President Trump is charging Mueller will meddle in the midterms, and it's science. More meetings equals less productivity. Stories coming up. Did so, you say beatings? Meetings. Meetings. Oh. Is there anybody who doubts that? More meetings, less productivity. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Okay, we'll get more into the Roseanne Barr thing, which I, 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 we, we call lots of things fake reverses and 
fake outrage and overblown and who cares about this. This could actually be a problem for a for a major television show. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and and probably should be. So so real quick, uh, when we were talking about nature versus nurture and how you know various psychological movements have come along that anybody with kids would look at and say that's stupid and never think about it again, right. but really caught hold among academia found this quote from Thomas Sowell. It would never occur to people with academic degrees and professorships that they are both ignorant and incompetent in vast areas of human life, much less that they should keep that in mind before they vent their emotions and wax self-righteous. There are some ideas so dumb, only academics could hold them, in my opinion. You gotta get down here with the peeps and roll around in the dirt. Uh, Wanda Sykes, who has been on Roseanne, which right. has been a hugely successful television show, just tweeted she will not be returning to Roseanne on ABC. Yeah, wow. she was she was a writer for this this most recent season, mm. and uh, so there you go. That show might be off the air. One of the biggest hits of the year yeah. might be off the air by tomorrow. Let's get to the news. If you don't know what we're talking about, stay tuned. Let's get to the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, Trump's Twitter storming is continuing. Special counsel Robert Mueller continuing to be the focus of the president's social media attacks. Trump tweeting this morning, predicting the special counsel's team will be meddling with the November elections and called the investigators 13 angry and heavily conflicted Democrats. Trump claims this will happen because Republicans have taken the lead in the polls and he is insinuating that Mueller will be getting involved. Meanwhile, the summit talks are picking up steam. The White House says President Trump uh, continues to actively prepare for the president's expected summit with the North Korean leader Kim Jong-un in Singapore. Secretary of State Pompeo is going to be meeting Pompeo! with... Pompeo! Is going to be meeting with... <laughs> Daylight, North- <laughs> come and we want no more war. Hey! Pompeo is going to meet with senior North Korean official Kim Jong-chol in New York this week to discuss the summit. Okay. Uh, When it happens, I will be happy to discuss it. Certainly. If it's on a slightly different day or whatever, who freaking cares? Right. Visa day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, By the way, getting back to the whole house race and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So a guy in, where was it? Doesn't matter. Some other state than you live in. Um is not going to run because he says he's an alcoholic Republican. That's the 44th Republican to retire or announce they will not seek re-election this year. Wow. 44th. Mm. Now, Obama, 44th president. Huh? Coincidence? Uh, uh, That's a chunk of people. Yeah. Yeah, there's something happening. I haven't actually taken the time to Google if that's a higher number than usual, but it sure sounds like a high number. Yeah, that's a hell of a lot, isn't it? 44? I'm sick of this. I'm out. (laughs) I could see that. Turns out the number of California voters who choose no party preference is double what it was 20 years ago. The Orange County Register reporting that state numbers show the shift has taken the biggest bite out of Republicans. Those opting out of a choice have increased by 13% in the last 20 years, while the GOP numbers have decreased by about 11%. Well, at least if you're a Democrat, part of being a Democrat is you're at least somewhat progressive, depending on, you know... Somewhat too very progressive. Right. And the Democratic Party's getting more progressive. So you can you can handle that, probably. If you're a Republican and you believe in, like, personal freedom and small government, there's nobody representing that ideology. Rand Paul. Libertarians. 
Our motto is we run mental patients every four years. <laughs> but you're not you're not in the Republican Party, so that's why you're you're bailing from the Republican Party. We, the what? Libertarian Party, great ideas, horrible candidates. I'm still working on it. <laughs> Democrats outnumber Republicans in California by forty four to twenty five percent. No party preference now holds twenty five percent of the voters in the state. And uh, re- biggest chunk is Republicans abandoning their party. Yes. What, which. To, to quote a cliche, they didn't abandon the party. The party abandoned them in many cases. Agreed. The really interesting political story in California is all those races that the Democrats had cited as, as really keys to uh, getting the majority back. Swing districts, districts Hillary won. Um, they're because of the top two ballot uh, rule, top right, two primary right, two rule in California. Yeah. There are so many energized Democrats running for Congress in these various districts, like uh, Daryl Issa's district, for instance, and Dana Rohrabacher, that um, they're going to have like 30 Democrats on the primary ballot. Right. They're going to split the vote completely, and not only will the Democrats not win the district, they probably won't have anybody in the general election at all on the ballot because there are so many Democrats running, and they're scrambling like crazy to try to stop that. Right. You know, various uh, trying to con- talk people out of running anymore and trying to communicate to voters, just vote for this person. But then the state Democrat Party disagrees with which this person yeah. it should be with yeah. the feds. And so they're fighting hammer and tongs. Yeah. And it's crazy. Yeah. Well, my friends, it is science. More meetings equal less productivity. Well, this is right back to uh, academia versus reality. Oh. Yeah, we know. Signed, everybody. Oh. I've, I've said this for years, and I honestly believe it. I've been to like two meetings yeah. in my entire life that needed to happen. That couldn't have been handled with a couple of words in the hall or an email or something. Well, Ohio State University Business School researchers found people are least productive right before a work meeting. They say employees don't want to start in on a big project right before a meeting, so they spend an hour or so doing less productive work. Like <laughs> An hour answering. or so? That's not right before the meeting. <laughs> if you're not doing anything two hours before the meeting starts. My meeting well, prep- I got a meeting coming up at one, so I guess I'll shop on eBay. My meeting prep usually starts the day before. I'm clearing <laughs> right. off the schedule. They spend time doing less productive work, like answering their emails, or perhaps even doing a little uh, Facebooking. The research might explain why workers feel like they don't accomplish a lot during a day okay. with several meetings. Okay. Yeah. So that's the reason. Uh, I was reminded the other day, I was having a conversation yes. with a friend. The difference between people whose work is measured by productivity mm-hmm. as opposed to time. Those are the two great cultures of work. Those who will stay till five, whether they do a lot or nothing, they will be here till five. Versus people who have X amount to get done, and then their day is done. Oh, man, those are two vastly different cultures. Indeed. And they clash frequently. Same two teams are meeting in the NBA Finals for a fourth consecutive year. Again, that's for the first time in NBA history. How could that possibly be? Well, the Warriors have assembled the greatest team ever seen, and uh, LeBron James is a demigod. Of course, they both needed Game 7s to pull it off. Right. Warriors defeating the Rockets 101 to 92 in game 7 of their finals in Houston to earn another rematch with the Cavaliers after Cleveland knocked off the Celtics. Final seconds tick off. It's over. Cleveland wins game 7. LeBron James and the Cavs do it again. And the Golden State Warriors are on their way to a fourth consecutive NBA 
final. Much like their experience with the Roman Empire, the Celts took one in the belly. That is, that is rough. I've been hearing about how they were going to be the Eastern Division, Eastern Conference champs for months. Well, a lot of their best players got hurt. Yeah, they're, they're two best players. I'm hearing excuses. <laughs> <laughs> the Celtics have a very bright future. They will be just fine. Game one Thursday. I'm sorry, the Celtics. Celtics are not a costume. Celtics. Thank you. Game one Thursday <laughs> in Oakland. Tickets for the finals go on sale today. Officials say the ticket prices right now range from 500 bucks to $25,000. No? Now, is that the resale market or is that face value? Yeah, that's just what officials are saying. You know? Well, <laughs> officials say a lot of crap, <laughs> they don't they? Ticket okay. officials? You got, yeah. the, you got the biggest draw in terms of a team right. in all of sports, the Golden State Warriors, and then you got the biggest draw in terms of a personality in LeBron James. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It'll be a heck of a draw. Can be a fun series. If you want to share yourself to be important, you have to show up to those games. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I guess we got to be there courtside then, Squawky, huh? I mean, if we're uh, please. Us, well, we have to be there. I know what I paid to be courtside for a middle-of-the-year didn't-count-LeBron-James game, so hmm. I can't imagine what an NBA Finals game would cost. I want to be sitting right next to uh, who goes to LeBron's games. Does he have like a rapper buddy who's there? Is, who's his Spike Lee? <laughs> I think there's some like real estate developer that has courtside seats, but I don't know too much else about him. Huh. But I think that's Cleveland's biggest fish other than LeBron. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta be sitting next to him. There you go. I want to be somebody. I'll tell you when you sit in those seats, which I've been lucky enough to do a couple of times. It's generally some guy around 40-ish to 60-ish with some much younger, hot, blonde chicken high heels. Mm. It's generally who's sitting in those seats. Mm. She come with the seat? I don't <laughs> know. Part of what you're paying it, for? It, it kind of appears that way. Yeah. I'm sitting in the escort section. So, They um, bring you beers to your seat, and, and you get an escort. What Roseanne Barr tweeted, has since deleted, has caused one of her writers to abandon the show. It's going to cause ABC a problem. We'll get into that a little bit coming up. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Start crafting in this year in your head. I want you to define racism for me. So, uh, no, I don't want to. You can't make me. <laughs> I'll hit you with this. This is the New York Post Systematic version. Systematic belief of the inferiority and or superiority of one race over the other. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. We'll see if that uh, definition fits in with uh, what Roseanne Barr tweeted. And I've said many times, just because something is racial does not mean it is racist. Mm-hmm. I will be the judge Hence. of this. Yes. Okay. Uh, Roseanne Barr, I'm reading from the New York Post because they make this stuff better. Uh, Roseanne Barr fired off a bizarre tweet storm Monday night into Tuesday. So she did kind of the Trump all through the night, wake up still mad or stay up all night or whatever thing. Falsely claiming Chelsea Clinton is married to George Soros' nephew. Repeating a false rumor that the billionaire George Soros is a Nazi sympathizer. And cracking a racist joke about former Obama advisor Valerie Jarrett. No, my. When I hear that, not having heard the tweet, I my immediate thought would be, well, I'll, be, I'll determine whether or not I think it's a racist right, joke. Right. The Chelsea Clinton thing I don't care about, although I've come to realize Chelsea Clinton will be a headache, a burr in my saddle for the rest of my days. She's clearly on the ascent, speaking out, being heard. Oy. How much time have we got, Michael? I don't want to leave out the meat of this. 
I got about two minutes. Because I really like meat. Um, this is before Roseanne Barr, just a little bit ago, announced she was quitting Twitter altogether. Uh-oh. So she's off Twitter. She started her internet rant just before midnight last night. Chelsea Soros Clinton, followed by a since-deleted tweet that said she's married to Soros' nephew. Whatever. She regularly says stuff like that, then has to delete the tweets. Yeah. When somebody points out to her, that's not true. Yeah, just because you <laughs> saw it on the internet doesn't mean it's true. Um, blah, Hashtag blah, blah, blah. Pizzagate. Then in response to someone who questioned what Hillary Clinton is hiding under her winter clothes at the end of May, Barr replied, it's a, a colostomy jug cu- uh, full of... Let me guess. Vanilla ice cream. Wait, no, strawberry ice cream. (laughs) Roseanne Barr currently stars in the revival of her hit TV show, Roseanne. Also threw in a racist tweet about Valerie Jarrett, President Barack Obama's former senior advisor. Again, I'll be the judge of that. Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby. Valerie Jarrett, she wrote in the tweet, which has been deleted. Oh, boy. All right. Sympathy toward the Muslim Brotherhood. There was some of that in the Obama administration. I'm that's calling that the, legit. That's not the problem. Planet <laughs> of the Apes? Yeah. I, 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 I almost never see this sort of stuff that turns into controversies as actually racist. Yeah. I think that's... How, do you, how does that just I'm not to plain think, racist? Let's see. It's the future. There are apes on horseback. Um... She issued a Charlton Heston. I'm trying to no, that's racist. She issued a blanket apology today and announcing I'm now leaving Twitter. I apologize to Valerie Jarrett and to all Americans. I'm truly sorry for making a bad joke about her politics and her looks. So that was just a an ape blast. So that was about her looks. She looks like an ape is what she was saying. Oh, boy. I should have known better. Forgive me. My joke was in bad taste. To which people on Twitter are responding, do you get to call it bad taste or is it just racist? Well, racism is certainly in bad taste. <laughs> right. Wow, that's I, sucky, I Roseanne. Think, that was just stupid. I don't think this is going to be much of a controversy, and I think that practically everybody's going to agree that that's racist and you can't say that. Can the show continue there? At what point are people going after advertisers? And I guarantee you, ABC's right now crafting a way to handle this. Oh, they, they got better. lawyers and meetings as we they speak. They better. Yeah. Alexa, play Final Thoughts by Armstrong and Getty. Okay, here's some idiotic musings by a pair of halfwits and their merry band of simpletons. There you go. Here's Joe Getty. Uh, thanks, uh, everybody. Let's get a final thought from Michelangelo. Michael, lead us off. All right. If LeBron's team this year beats the Warriors, next year he will take 11 people off the street, teach them basic basketball skills, and take that team to the NBA Finals. There wow. you go. That would be a cool <laughs> yeah. trick. Reality show, yeah. Positive Sean, final thought? Yes, in life there are some people who drive the boat. There are others who ride the wake. Nick Young, a.k.a. Swaggy P, is a professional wake rider. He is one of the, the also-rans on the Warriors. He had this great comment in the locker room after the game. Now, what's, what's it mean to get there at this point? Oh, it means the world to me. Um, I don't really want to be interviewed right now. I want to go turn up. <laughs> I really want to go have some fun, but you interrupted my moment. But uh, <laughs> Your moment. You didn't do anything, Swaggy. Ride the wake, baby. You interrupted my moment. Marshall, do you have a moment for us? Final thought. I do indeed. One of our great national contests is going on this week. The 2018 Scripps National Spelling Bee begins today. Ooh. ESPN 3. You can watch it all week long. Oh, boy. As, as Indian American children are abused to make them learn words. Jack, final thought? 
Roseanne Barr, with the only hit conservative show on television, says something racist. The fact that she's a Trump supporter. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. How much do the, does the media love this? Thanks, Holy God. Yeah, thanks a lot. Is Tim Allen's show back on the air? No. Last Man Standing. I thought somebody else picked that up. It got up. some interest after the Roseanne, Roseanne success, yeah. but yeah. I hadn't seen it uh, an announcement yeah, yet. because I hear it's a good show. Oh, well. Well, there's uh, going to be an opening on uh, Tuesday nights. <laughs> yeah. My final thought is uh, Baxter the dog got close to a bird's nest, apparently, and they've been dive-bombing him and squawking at him all weekend. Then they started dive-bombing me. Mm. I was out there with Judy, and I, I yelled at them. I said, look, I own the place. You don't believe me? Call the county, bitches. <laughs> and they stopped squawking. And Judy briefly thought I had power over the animal kingdom. A Mossberg will take care of that. Oh, that's, a, that's a popular shotgun. Oh. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty, right? Make about other grueling something or other. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. I don't really want to be interviewed right now. I want to go turn up. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.